0: RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage World system in our custom science fantasy setting. Thank you for listening, and welcome back to Caldonix.
1: Previously on Neon Heat, the assembled squad begins to wind down their visit with Azalea, gearing up to head back out. Azalea manages to shed more light on Akusi, even though a bit reluctantly and her perspective on the situation at large, which helps Athena dial in on a few of her upcoming goals. Azalea imparts to Athena privately that she should help Tuka kill her uncle, Remington Sato, cause he's twisted up in all this too. Athena's team heads out into the tunnels after acquiring a parting gift from Azalea, but are stopped in their tracks by an agent of the Shadow Man and his Kaida friend, The ground below their feet was sabotaged before their arrival and they fall down, down, down into the caverns below.
0: The ground cracks and trembles beneath you, shattered by the mandibles and appendages of the great centipedean kaida and its luminescent scarlet eyes. With shouts and cries of surprise, your allies one by one begin to plummet into the blackness beneath you. The cacophonous sound of breaking rock and debris echoes all around you, punctuated by the reverberating laughter of the man ahead of you. Athena, as the ground crumbles beneath you, what do you do?
1: I mean, I guess she falls, right?
0: I don't know. That's up to you. I'm asking what you do. I don't do. think
1: she expected to fall. I know she had a shield out. As she loses her footing, she converts her shield into a buzzsaw like she's been doing, ready to cut through rocks that might be coming for from above, hopefully diverting, uh, you know, being crushed.
0: The metal of your shield morphs and becomes malleable transforming into the shape you see in your mind's eye. Small pellets of rock and stone rain down on you from above, and you can feel the air currents passing you as greater chunks tumble by.
1: She manipulates it almost like a yo-yo with an invisible string, the whipping out and coming back and kinetic force of its flight back to her to launch it back in a U-shape, if that makes sense.
0: Sure, yeah, I think that's really cool. From several surprised cries of pain and effort that reverberate much like the man's voice you can tell that it is not simply empty air beneath you Mm. and you hear the crumbling of rock as flesh meets stone so you are attacking the debris you're trying to prevent debris from above you from falling onto you is that right
1: yeah like it's gonna fall but if she can make it smaller and less damaging to bodies, that would be super.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Then I would like for you to make me a fighting rule here. Okay. Because you're using it as a weapon.
1: A d6 fighting, Hmm. Huh? You know what? Fuck it. I am going to use that advance. I'm going to level up skills this time. I'm going to bump my fighting up to a d8 because I feel like that's earned at this
0: point. Oh, yeah. You've, you've done enough fighting that that feels appropriate.
1: I think I'm going to bump up her fighting to a d8 and her performance to a d4.
0: I feel like that's appropriate, too, even if it's not, like, a performer performance. Like She's
1: doing a lot of performing in her personal life.
0: She's done a lot of lying and pretending, so that's appropriate.
1: I just don't like to give advances that feel out of the blue or unearned or unthought about. So. For
0: sure. I don't think you do that, so. Seven. You're against debris here. I, I would have probably given a minus two just for sight here as mm. the lights are going down, but that's appropriate. Go ahead and roll me your damage here.
1: Me is... My shield, my medium shield.
0: Shields are d4 damage. It's your strength plus your d4, so whatever you're.
1: Ooh, a d8. What a treat. It could have been better, but I'll I'll roll this d4. It blew up. (laughs) Ah, that's a 7.
0: That is sufficient to clear some of the debris that is falling down on you, smashing the larger chunks into smaller meteorites that continue pelting off of you and your surroundings creating a strange sense of almost echolocation, as you can hear all of these clinkings. Throughout all of this, the mental link is still going. Oh, shit. In this moment, nobody really has the presence of mind to utilize that, and uh, let's see here.
1: I assumed that would drop immediately when he was surprised, so.
0: Let's talk about concentration. Rules is written for suede, there used to be rules where like if you were shaken or you took damage you'd basically have to roll concentration to keep things going that doesn't exist anymore in suede's default rules oh so rules is written the only way that you can prematurely end an effect is either through use of an ability like dispel magic which is a power or if the user rolls a critical fail on a subsequent arcane power Mm. and then the critical failure wipes any active powers Makes Outside sense. of that, there are no codified rules for concentration dropping. There might be points where it's thematically appropriate for it to happen, and this might be one of them. I think it's certainly more dramatically appropriate if it were to drop, but we'll deal with that in a minute here.
1: Let's see how much damage he takes from falling and see if it's appropriate.
0: Being that you chose to focus on what was coming from above rather than stopping anyone's descent, yeah, uh, which means everybody else is going to be falling here. I've made some rolls already. I know what everybody's roles were going to be for mm-hmm. dealing with the situation. Because <laughs> oh, I didn't know if you were going to try to save anybody or, or anything like that. So
1: Well, in a way, perhaps she did.
0: Right. So, I mean, that, that definitely is going to help you because it means you're not going to have potential death raining on you from above. So now the kicker is you need to deal with the descent.
1: Yeah. Oh, did I get conviction for finding Azalea mostly unharmed?
0: Had you not used conviction or had you already I used I don't
1: think conviction? I have any.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. If you don't have any conviction, you can have conviction for that. I lose track of whether or not you have it. And That's I, okay. I, I trust that you keep track of that.
1: Can you pass me a Pavi? She's my conviction, Benny.
0: Really? Yeah. I love her. Yeah. You rolled successfully to stop the debris coming from above. I am going to ask you to roll your athletics here. Okay. And this is going to be at a minus two because you're literally falling and not able to really see what's beneath you.
1: Chucks out. Chucks out.
0: Go ahead and roll for me.
1: And I'm in a D6 Athletic, so blew it up. Minus two. That is an eight. Already? Still an eight. That's not too shabby. That is
0: not too shabby. Well done. Is it all fails. The Well... If you would like for him to use a Benny here, he may. I gave him a D6 in Athletics, which mm. maybe it should even be a D4, but I gave him a
1: D6. D6 does seem kind, but I would like him to re-roll that. Okay. Fail. Well, you won't at all. Okay. Sorry.
0: I'm just going to roll these now. Fail. a <laughs> big success? Also success. From around you, from indeterminate places, and you can, like, there's enough residual light from faraway sources, and probably Lizeth herself, she gives off a little bit of light, that you can see your allies start to bang off of walls. Ugh. Lizeth's form seems to straighten itself pretty regularly, and she starts to navigate her way down with the momentum. You hear a sharp cry from Tuka, a crack, and she just goes, ow! and then a similar cry from somewhere else. You hear doll <laughs> and then more rocks tumbling. How do you successfully navigate this fall and prevent yourself from taking substantial damage here?
1: Uh, you know, she can fly, so it probably helps. Joey, so, you didn't say you were flying, so... Yeah. She's she's falling with style, you know. The maybe. buzz
0: light, your method. She's got the buzzsaw, so... She
1: lost her arm. <laughs> <laughs> It's full circle here. Once the biggest rocks up top are dealt with, she almost uses her shield like a toboggan that catches her on her back, ferries her downward, and cushions her fall. Like, I think she's still falling, because why would you lose that momentum? She's going so fast getting away from all that bullshit. Right. But I think it acts like a cushion when she gets closer to the ground and
0: impact. Very cool. Throughout all this, in addition to the tumbling rock pellets you can also hear the hissing and screeching from above of that small kaida <laughs> echoing down and it's difficult to tell if it's following you or if it's just reverberating off of the walls so much that it's stuck in your ears think classic kaiju dragon keen So Zadal did fail his athletics roll, and I'm going to say that was specifically to see if they were going to take bumps and bruises from the tumble as they were going down. Mm-hmm. Bumps and bruises is basically a level of fatigue that recovers after a set amount of time.
1: Is that what the condition's called? Bumps and bruises? Yep.
0: bumps and bruises. That's
1: fun. Mm-hmm.
0: So Zidal's going to take bumps and bruises, and I am going to roll that into him losing his concentration on the mind link.
1: That checks out. He just cracks off of a
0: stalagmite. As you guys are falling, because Lizeth got like a 13 on hers, you hear her voice pulsate through your mind. And she says, everyone stay calm. Get together. Find your footing when we get down there. Don't panic. And then you hear Zidal cry out and the connection just cuts.
1: It mentally feels like a rubber band snapping. Like everybody hurts a little bit for a second.
0: And that is a fair point here. I don't know that it directly applies in the circumstance, but let's see here.
1: I mean, I know when people are shaken through a mental link, everybody with the mental link becomes shaken. Isn't that right?
0: That is correct. If anybody suffers a wound, everybody makes a smarts roll Mm. or is shaken. That wasn't technically a wound, but, you know, bumps and bruises and you guys aren't at the bottom yet. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh boy. As you begin to all bounce off of the walls and continue rolling down, you do lose track of the others. You no longer see the glow of Lizeth. Noises and cries of pain become more faint, and it's clear that you are heading in separate directions. The stone continues to rain down from above you, but everything in your vicinity, at least, is smaller and more inconsequential. You feel it bounce off of your shoulder, tinkling against the toboggan that you've made out of your shield. And after further tense seconds, you're going to slide out onto the ground in a cavern with dim light.
1: Just a grind of rock and pebble under her.
0: And we're going to roll some damage. Yeah. Now, this wasn't a straight downfall. This was bouncing all the way. Uh, Isn't that
1: think... kind of worse in a way?
0: Yeah, you're, you're bouncing more. So I think what we're going to do here probably is a series of smaller rolls rather than like one big roll. So rather than stacking damage, we'll we'll have a couple of smaller cases here. Do you want to roll damage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> roll me 2d6. This is specifically for Zadol. You guys were standing close, so I think he's the one that you're going to end up closer to. I'm going to have you make three separate rolls here. Mm-hmm. He failed his athletics roll, which gave him the bumps and bruises. So I'm going to say you're going to roll me 2d6 plus 2, mm-hmm. and then 1d6 plus 1, and then 1d6 plus 1. And these are going to be three separate instances.
1: Okay, let me roll the first one first.
0: Yep, 2d6 plus 2.
1: So that's, that's 8. 8, okay. He does have plus 4 armor,
0: though good he does have a d4 vigor which means his base <laughs> toughness is 4 so with his armor that is enough to shake him sounds right so he is shaken as you fall which means everyone connected to him was shaken let's say that's the moment that yeah. it, it hits so he hits is shaken you feel that static in your mind as everyone feels the backlash and then the connection snaps and then 1d6 plus 1 6 Okay, that's enough to shake him again, which would be a wound. Uh, oh wait, no, nuts. his toughness is eight. Oh, Sorry. okay. W- with the armor. With the armor. Uh, <laughs> well, let me let me double check to see if armor helps against falling damage. Uh, it doesn't say it bypasses it, so I think it, that is appropriate. Okay, so nothing on that one, and then another one d6 plus one.
1: It's also a six. Damn.
0: <laughs> you hear Zadal make several additional noises of pain as he bounces off the stone. <laughs> just a whoa, whoa. Just a pinball of a man. You bounce off one more embankment. I'm not going to make you roll for falling damage just because you do have the fly ability. And I think making a toboggan to sort of skate your way down is, is very cool. So you can have a Benny for that idea. Oh, thank you. So it's cool execution.
1: What about a piloting roll?
0: Sure. If you want to volunteer yourself for piloting,
1: I just want to see what's going to happen. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> She's never rode a shield backwards down a shaft before. Piloting is a D6.
0: Wow. This is a nine. You are able to pretty easily right yourself and get your bearings as you shoot down this jagged expanse. You can hear Zadal paving the way ahead with his face and body. (laughs) (laughs) It's the saddest way to say it. Before it spits you out at the bottom of the tunnel.
1: She's used to wingsuit landings going poorly enough that she's very accustomed to doing a roll to lessen impact. So I think she rolls off of her shield once she knows her velocity's slowing. So she hits with her flesh arm and starts rolling, but turns her shield back into an arm so she's combat ready for whatever's gonna happen. Maybe a kaida.
0: You see the tumbling dark silhouette of Zidal roll into a heap with a final,
1: her metal hand claws into the ground as she's trying to get traction to book it over there.
0: The last remnants of stone chips tumble out like a chute, pouring into a heap on top of Zadal. Raises a small hand above him, just goes, (sighs) You're able to make out his blue glow in the darkness and get over to him. He has many tears in his outfit. The polymer of his face and hands definitely scuffed, but he doesn't appear to be punctured or damaged too thoroughly. As soon as the rocks stop falling, he sits there in a frozen moment, just looking back from where you guys fell out, and it's easily 20 feet above where you are. It's not something he could reach. You, of course, could. The cavern around you, you can't tell how big it is, but you do see dots of light in the distance, some bioluminescence from indiscernible shapes from where you are. He looks up and just says, Oh,
1: you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. We gotta move. Yeah. Come on. Help me up. Forearm clasped to get him up more steadily than with a hand. Oh,
0: glad you're stronger than I am. Yeah, we gotta go. Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't know where. She looks around.
0: Is there a nook to hide in? Go ahead and make me a notice roll. And down here, there's faint light. This is going to be... A minus four to all of your light penalties unless you have some sort of light source that you would like to activate and use here.
1: She does have heat vision in her visor right now, but that's not going to help her immediately if you're in lo- this situation. Yeah, if
0: you're looking for somewhere to hide, that is not going yeah. to help you. That would be for locating creatures or something.
1: Oh God, I've crit failed. Crit failed. I crit failed my notice.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: She's got mad
0: adrenaline right now. Yeah, your fight or flight instinct is beating with the pulse in your throat and your temples as you look around frantically trying to find a hiding spot all you see is darkness with faint light here and there it just looks like a swath of empty darkness with blobby lights you can barely make out the contour of the cave and the terrain where you are you can only do enough to make sure that you're not gonna overstep and fall down into blackness but the ground seems solid well ground seems solid before too I'm not arguing with him. I'm just narrating. arrogant. <laughs> Zadal, as you get to him, he's going to try to cast Mind Link again, just with you. Checks out. Ooh, blew the shit out of that one. 16 minus one for his fatigue is a 15. Despite you failing that roll, you could find a place to hide. I think it's just, just a matter of- It's not a great one, maybe. You, you don't know how good it is, and you're not confident that it's removed enough, but you find a small alcove.
1: She ushers him in there as quick as she can with a look over her shoulder to make sure that Kaida is not following them yet. How long do you wait? Oh, she hunkers down there for probably like a half an hour, at least.
0: Sure. Why don't you go ahead and roll me a stealth? I'm going to say Zadal helps you with this. Zadal has a decent stealth. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he has invisibility, so he hides a lot in that sense. But well, maybe that means he doesn't need stealth as much. I'll give, I think, D6. He will support your stealth. Uh, he fails to support your stealth.
1: That's okay. I've got. You're a doing
0: great, buddy. I got a D8
1: stealth. Ooh, but that's not good. I'm gonna Benny. Okay. Five. Benny will spend.
0: You and Zadal are hunkered down here. Even though you have a mental link, there's still just this palpable tension and hesitation to even make that type of noise, yeah. as illogical as it is. We get a shot of the two of you in this. Small alcove poking your heads out over the lip of the ground watching and waiting with baited and non-existent breath to see if anything follows and the tension just mounts as there's at first only the remnants of echoing sound and then no sound and then very faintly in the distance you can hear muffled something but you wait and you wait and you wait and nothing else comes. And over time your vision starts to adjust a little bit. Not enough to remove the sight penalties, but thematically enough that you can see a little a bit A little better, bit better. A little bit better. And you know that there are floating lights. They're in motion in the cavern.
1: She starts tracking those.
0: The ground is loose gravel, and occasionally larger boulders that you can stand atop, dirt here and there. The small alcove you're in is dirt and gravel. Some cave vegetation, lichen poking out of the walls with light bioluminescence. Go ahead and roll me another notice. Minus two.
1: Uh, minus two. That is not successful, but I could spend a penny. If you want to. I just like noticing things. I noticed. (laughs) Well, I blew both of them up. Huzzah. That is minus two, twelve.
0: Success with two raises. So with your phenomenal notice from here, you can see the lights that are floating around the cavern are floating mushroom caps that are just drifting through the air, releasing tiny bits of spores as they go, floating like balloon saucers, just drifting lightly as though full of helium.
1: Huh. Has she ever seen anything like that?
0: I don't think so. This is the type of thing that, like, maybe she learned about in school, but it's not something that's like in Caldonics. If you want to roll either like a science or maybe a survival or academics, if you have academics. <laughs> I don't have any of that. I don't have any of those. <laughs> I um, can just do trait. You could do, uh, do you have common knowledge?
1: I have common knowledge d6.
0: Okay, this would be uh, common knowledge probably to minus two. <laughs> Athena's such a jock.
1: Oh, well. Minus two. Nah, she doesn't know what these are.
0: These things just float around. You can watch them for that half hour. They don't seem to be floating with any typical purpose. Are there
1: any air currents that seem to buffet
0: them? That's a good question. Yes, there are a couple of vents scattered throughout the cave that if you're watching them, you can you can probably also feel the change in temperature occasionally. It's mostly cool down here, but then you feel the occasional gust of warm air current brush by you. It's not as substantial as if you were out in the cave proper because you're sort of at the edge in this little alcove, which is probably sheltered from that air, at least for the most part. But yeah, you can see that the mushrooms themselves, they do get pushed up by the air currents, but it seems like they're capable of staying aloft without them and that they get some measure of propulsion from those small spore clouds that they're releasing. Also, with your massive notice roll, there's just a sweet smell in the air. It's pleasant, floral. Hmm. And the final thing that you notice is that there are a lot of these boulders throughout the room, and one or two of them do seem to move or shift on occasion.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Nothing that's right next to you, but you can easily identify the ones by their dark silhouettes.
1: Athena's just in surface survival mode right now. Like She hasn't had to tap into this extensively since returning to the city, I don't feel like, but this is a pretty no-nonsense Athena. She points at the boulders first and is hesitant to even start talking with the Link. Stupid, but you know, brains are dumb. Mm -hmm. Well, those boulders might be animals. Um, I'm not 100% on that, they keep jostling around. I don't think we should walk under those mushrooms. I don't know what's gonna happen if I breathe those those spores. Um, smells weird. Maybe I'm already high. I don't know. I might have hit a mushroom coming down. Are you okay?
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I feel... I feel alright, mostly. I'm a little sore in the joints from a couple of bad hits on the tumble, but... Yeah, I heard. I'm okay. No severe damage. Diagnosis complete. <laughs> well, good thing I don't need to breathe them. Uh, that was uh, one of the most terrifying experiences I've ever had.
1: Yeah, we might still be in it. Not to be a downer.
0: Yeah, no, no. I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I've never been in a situation like this before, so... Um, put this right up front and say that I don't have any kind of survival training... I don't know how much juice I'm gonna be for that, but
1: that's okay because we're gonna we're just gonna learn on the fly. So, and you're so smart.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, thanks. Uh, so you you don't? either, uh, Sounds like
1: not a ton. I I'm I've, I've, I've didn't train to be a Cassian. It's not like I needed to learn survival stuff in regulator courses.
0: Yeah, no, I, I understand that. Haven't you know gone through my own profession training. Okay. Uh, like, I
1: was scrappy up top, but I didn't get lost in the wastes a ton, a ton.
0: Sounds like a story for a different time when it's not quite so on the nose. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, what do you think we should do? I lost the connection with everybody else uh, during all that, so I think we're on our own for now, but can try to find them. Or we could try to find the way back. I gotta be honest, I I don't even know what direction we should be going in.
1: I don't think we should go back up the tunnel that we fell out of. They're gonna be expecting that.
0: Yeah, no arguments there. So we're
1: not gonna go that way. Um, but I think that's over where they are. But they're, you know, they're, I think they're gonna be okay. They, they're, they're a big, big beefy group. <laughs> she says with her hands on the rock making a point.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I uh, think I like their odds better than ours right now, if I'm being honest. But I. That just I, means the
1: payout's better for us when we get out.
0: Yeah, we'll be like, hey, look yeah. at us. We, we did this to pieces.
1: I think we should start moving.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Hunched there. Athena is like, she is hyper aware of Azalea's crystal that she put into her metal arm. And she, like, she knows that Zadal could contact her and maybe she could help them. But Azalea also told her to only do it when it was safe. And they are not safe right now. So I think she she just runs a almost hesitant hand over the spot where she sunk it in. Zadal probably just thinks she's cold.
0: There's a rustle next to you, and Zadol pulls his gun out of the holster. It's a pistol, relatively small handgun that is clearly Cory-powered. And he does a small spot check and says, "Well, at least this didn't get smashed. That would have been very bad."
1: How many rounds? It, it, I.
0: It, it should be good for a while if I don't use it excessively. I'm not gonna run out. Does it regenerate? Not really. Huh? Uh, just, you know, the batteries last longer as long as I don't try to overcharge it and I don't get unlucky.
1: I don't know just this, this surprises you, but I've had a lot more experience with ballistics.
0: Uh, it does not surprise me. You're a, uh, you, you had some training with the siphons, right? Yeah. Just kidding, I know that. If, uh, if we get desperate, then maybe you could try to... We'll shear something off a crystal if we find it And shape it that Might be able to use that That's a little bit more unstable but
1: I could try
0: Push comes to shove I'd rather try to be able to shoot something Cause I don't really have any other defense Well Yeah you're in charge so mm-hmm. I'll follow you lead. You just tell me what you want to do He puts a hand on your shoulder And gives you a squeeze We can do this Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) We got this. It's just some
0: tunnels. Hey, maybe it'll be refreshing dealing with nasty creature things instead of duplicitous people who are plotting behind our backs and trying to kill us and, you know, ambush us. Like, assuming there's not, you know, more of them down here.
1: It would be nice and straightforward. Let's go. Yeah. She shears off a little bit of her arm to make a rope tether between their wrists for now so like if he got yanked away from her somehow wouldn't lose him
0: are you wanting to stay like within five feet yeah like probably okay you can do that i'm not gonna make your roll for that i think that means that if something does yank him we're gonna be in a position where you're also going to be affected oh vice yeah versa, so but
1: she doesn't want them to be separated
0: sure and that's completely legitimate i just want to let you know mechanically ahead oh, of time yeah. if you're doing that That could be a consequence. But she's got a
1: whole d8 strength now. (laughs) Surely there are no tunnel
0: monsters with higher than a d8 strength. Of course not. Okay, so we're not playing with maps or anything like that. So this is not going to be like you trying to work your way through a dungeon and Mm -hmm. find your way out of a maze. I kind of figured this would be more like a dramatic task of you guys needing to find your way safely out of the tunnels. Dramatic tasks are typically a series of roles. You know, you need X amount of successes in X roles or something like that is usually based on the difficulty. And then if you fail the dramatic task, you fail and something bad happens. I don't know if that's narratively going to be completely appropriate in this situation. because We'll see like, how it shakes out. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out. I'm going to have you guys make navigation rolls. I'll let you tell me how you're doing it and make your argument for what tools and skills you would like to use to try to find your way back to where you need to go. Every round of you doing that is going to be rounds of stuff to deal with and time will pass. So, because this is a quasi survival situation mm-hmm. where you guys are cut off from your allies and you don't know where you are and you have to find your way back, no supplies. Yeah, no no real supplies here. Time is going to pass. And I think maybe maybe that's more appropriate. You'll just need X amount of successes, period. And it's not so much in a certain amount of turns. It's just the longer it takes you, the less supplies you have. At, at a certain point, you guys might need to make survival rolls for, like, do you need to eat? Do you, you need to drink? What happens to Zadal if he can't refuel his Cory energy type mm-hmm. thing? I know we don't normally deal with that type of stuff. So, like, if that doesn't sound mechanically interesting... I think it sounds neat. Okay, so... If you're cool with that, that's what we're gonna do. You guys are down here. Realistically, how long ago do you think it was that Athena ate? Like I know exactly hours? when she ate. Okay.
1: It was when they were leaving from Lizeth's office because she got a bunch of shard food for when they were getting ready to go. So they were probably at Azalea's for like two or three hours. And was it probably that, yeah. took like two or three hours to get there.
0: Let's call it six hours since you did that. Okay. I'll say that Zadal could have refueled back at his house when mm-hmm. you grabbed him, which would have been about the same. Th- it'll just be easier if we use the same time scale. Six hours. I-, I think I'm just gonna use that as a nice round number. Like it's been six hours since you guys had that. Probably every round of you guys trying to navigate your, your way out is going to be a total of six hours.
1: That checks out. How long had she already been awake?
0: At least twelve hours. Most people need a minimum of six hours sleep every 24 hours. A character who goes without must make a vigor roll at a cumulative minus two every 24 hours thereafter or suffer fatigue.
1: Check out. Check
0: out. After 24 hours of no food, you have to start making vigor rolls that is penalized based on whether or not you have any food or access to it. And after 24 hours with no water, you have to make vigor rolls every, I think it's four or eight hours with no water if you don't find a water source. So you are leaving this cavern, right? Mm Mm-hmm. How are you doing that?
1: Soft-footed and in whatever direction is away from where they came.
0: You can make out that there's an exit to the tunnel in the opposite direction, so that's perfectly fine. I would like for you to make stealth rolls. More stealth rolls. Stealth! Stealth, please.
1: Blow up a six! That's a ten.
0: So you got two successes. Is it all failed? Well. Shocking. Eh, I'll spend one GM Benny on this. Nope, okay. You guys are able to tiptoe your way out of the alcove, watching your footing, doing your best to limit your movement and sound as you make your way to the back of the cave. Zadal keeps his eyes on both of those boulders that you had pointed out earlier. In doing so, there's a moment where he scuffs his foot on the ground and kicks, you know, a couple of pebbles off of the little cliff face that you're on, and they clatter to the ground beneath you he freezes and just looks back for a moment and there is a small shifting in the boulders but after just a heart and throat moment they settle back down and you guys are able to continue unimpeded
1: (laughs) athena froze too it was just like you know when your shoulders lock in place because even if your shoulders move that's making too much noise right
0: what would you like your first round of roles to be here? Also, usually for dramatic task type stuff, I tell you what the total amount of successes needed is up front. If you would like, we can do that. If you nah. want to leave it a little bit more mysterious, you can trust me that I have a number in mind. And I trust you. Okay. And I love a mystery. Okay.
1: Hmm. Is there any way my fame edge can help me here to the <laughs> boulders know about my me? My
0: Let's see. Holorishi pops out and he's like, I know you. <laughs> I've heard of you. It's that lady you are.
1: <laughs> For the first bit, she wants to try and feel tremors. If there are any tremors in the ground that are substantial. And if there are, to go the other way. If there's an option.
0: Okay. And you're just doing that with your hand?
1: Yeah, I think she just digs it into the ground, nestles it real close, and pushes all of her weight down on it so she feels what the ground might be given back a little easier.
0: That sounds like it's probably just a survival roll. Probably. So go ahead and make me a survival roll.
1: Untrained.
0: Athena licks her metal finger and holds it up to the air. <laughs> Dirty.
1: Uh, nope.
0: Nope, okay.
1: What if I spent one penny on it? Mm, untrained, though? Nope.
0: You put your hand down to the ground, and unfortunately, you you can feel vibrations, but mostly emanating from those boulders that are within the room. So it's difficult to tell anything more than that, and it does not give you any definitive answer as to what direction might be best.
1: Athena's not going to let her lack of confidence show through, and she's just going to quietly jerk her head to the left like she's... Definitely got an idea of where to go.
0: Do you want Zadal to have tried to aid you in that?
1: Probably. He has no... (laughs) Well...
0: (laughs) Blew up a four. Oh my gosh. Into a four. Into a three. So Zadal got a nine, which gives you a plus two. Well,
1: that would have done it then.
0: What does that make it? a four okay so sorry i forgot that he he's your helper in all of this yes. if you don't want him to help ever then you can make oh. it without him <laughs> they will die if they don't help each other but he could also crit fail and lower your results so i'm just throwing that out there i think everything that we just talked about remains accurate how do you think zadal helps you in this
1: as she has her hand jammed into the floor, he's just leaned up against the wall. So he's not getting the floor vibrations that she was to confuse her. And I think maybe there's just a big thunk that he can feel that completely bypasses what she's doing. Interesting.
0: Just by sheer luck. And you hear his voice in your head. I feel it's probably safe to say that, you know, you guys are just talking. Your heads. Oh, yeah, we're um. probably not going to speak out loud for a while. So here's the thing. So Mindling lasts 30 minutes. If you guys want to have it active throughout all of this, it means that he can't regenerate power points, Mm -hmm. and he needs to keep renewing it. He spent two up front. Every time he renews it, it just costs one.
1: Yeah. Does he have 10?
0: I gave him 15. Respectable. He could have more, but, you know, that's what he has right now. So if we're moving in, like, six-hour intervals, that means that... He's going to be out of PowerPoints at the end of the first full six hours. So thematically, like, if you just want him to recast it every so often, like, that's okay, too.
1: She's inclined to have him keep it up until they hit a rest stop because they're going to have to rest. That makes sense. To make sure they're not raggedy and making mistakes. I feel like all of Athena's survival knowledge has been assimilated from being in the same room as Isaac when he was watching, like, survivalist shows on TV. While she was, like, trying to get website stuff set up.
0: That's funny I like that.
1: So she only ever heard, like, a fourth of it, maybe, and it's all disjointed.
0: Time works strangely in the dark. Your eyes have adjusted, and the two of you move with care through the tunnels. It's a somewhat new experience to be trapped in an environment of almost perpetual darkness. You've lived in Chaldonics, so this is not as jarring for you as it might be for someone from the surface who's used to a typical day-night cycle. But even in Chaldonics, there are cues the bustle of the city, the changing lights, the temperature. But down here, each cavern is its own biome. There's natural ambiance of drifting particles, skittering noises, smells that range from musty to damp, cloying to fresh. Consistently the sound of trickling or dripping water, although it sounds far away. Some areas are stifling hot and muggy, while others are frigid and cool. One of the only constants is the uneven footing that you find. These are clearly not places that are well-trodden by mankind. I
1: do think there's a shot of them where they have to go a little bit deeper, maybe. The tunnel opens up into a larger room with boulders the size of buildings that the two of them are just helping each other down bit by bit. Some mushrooms, some glowing spores, and some crystals are really the only things that light up the cavern even a little bit besides the doll's ambient blue glow. And we just get a wide shot of the two of them trekking down, Athena making her arm into a sort of a repelling rope so he can get down safely and that they're not ambushed in the air if she tried to fly them both because they just don't know, so... Ground-based travel, for now, might be the smartest. The scope is staggering. They are just dots in the camera lens as they go deeper and deeper. And maybe a couple shadows pass in the foreground.
0: Xadol does his best to, I don't know, there are probably long periods of silence as the two of you do nothing but make your way, forwarding ahead with only one another's company bouts of talk as he cracks a joke, tries to make you smile, or take your minds off of what's in front of you and what lies behind. He said, so was it half full or half empty? And I said, well, I can't drink it, so it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I know it's stupid, but, you know. what do he do? I, he accused me of not participating in the spirit of the question. <laughs> That's dumb. Oh, yeah, I mean, he was right, but, yeah.
1: You can't leave yourself wide open like that and not expect couple wisecracks
0: clearly he didn't know he we was dealing with so utter buffoonery both of them. you guys emerge into a new cavern this cavern unlike most that you've traveled through is taller than it is wide and just studded with very small quarry crystals poking out at infrequent intervals but it's much brighter here
1: what color are the crystals
0: all different colors No common theme. There's no common thread. Would you like to make me a notice here? No penalty. No
1: penalty because it's so bright. Correct. (gasps) It's a six.
0: The sounds of cave life still permeate through this room as well. But as you watch and listen, there is a tangible sense of silence that approaches. You can hear all of those noises fading away until they all stop. And then after several seconds of complete silence, they begin to fade back in once more. On top of that, you notice a wave of shadow sweeping above you. It's deeper in the cave. You haven't entered the cave proper at this point. This is just what's ahead of you. But you notice the light directly above where you would step out begins to dim along with that silence. And then as the silence fades, the light comes back as well.
1: What the fuck?
0: uh ditto
1: what did the shadow look like was it like goopy was it tangible was it just dark oh can i detect arcana sure that seems like a smart thing to do
0: so is that you cast it on a thing or you cast it on yourself and then it lasts for a period of time
1: Detect Arcana allows the recipient to see and detect all supernatural persons, objects, or effects in sight. With a raise, the caster knows the general type of enchantment as well. Detect Arcana also allows a character to ignore up to four points of penalties when attacking foes hidden by magical darkness, invisibility, or similar abilities, or all penalties with a raise.
0: Very cool. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Roll it. I didn't see
1: the one that I rolled, so that doesn't count. Five.
0: Five is a success.
1: I'll take it.
0: And what does your detect arcana look like or how does it how does uh, Athena interpret the information?
1: She does it through Vi. Her eyes glow a little bit, which probably isn't very noticeable under her visor. But maybe it's understanding her relationship with Vi in like a tangible physical sort of sense allows her to detect disturbances in the air otherwise. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I think so. As you get closer to the cavern proper and you activate your detect arcana, the light of the quarry crystals becomes all the more vibrant. You can see perfectly here, so no kind of darkness penalties whatsoever. You note Zadal next to you is now emanating. This brilliant blue aura, sapphire blue, matches the rest of his coloring, you know, flickers around him, pulsates as he moves and thinks. And you cast your gaze up, look around, you can very distinctly see an outline that is circling around this very, very tall cavern, long sweeping motions as it continues on a cycle. It's like a dark void space that is sailing around. The light bends as though a picture before you is warping and being distorted. It's long, almost triangular in form and it just continues to drift through the cavern sweeping over the lights as it nears the lights they fade and then blink out and it crosses over them and after it passes by seconds later they flicker and begin to fade back in like candlelight pinpricks being breathed to life Hmm. as it passes by once again above you It has almost a reverse Doppler effect. The closer it gets, the quieter the sounds become until it passes over you and they're completely silent, and then it goes again on a circuit, and they return once more. The shape itself is very much in the shape of a manta ray, and with your detect arcana sight, how does that appear to you? Like How would you perceive a creature that is infused with Cori?
1: She might see specifically how the quarry goes through the body in them.
0: Ooh, that's really cool.
1: Like a like a nervous system, almost.
0: That's really cool. So yeah, you can see as it passes over these quarry lights, almost like the light is being vacuumed out of it into the ray. And you see it circulating through the ray as its wings sort of flap and glide and then pass out through its tail and just fade back in. And it's just this continuous bending of light in this utter black void space as it circles around the room.
1: She's got both of them hunkered down behind a rock right now, just watching it do wheelie circles Mm -hmm. up at the top of the cavern.
0: You can see that the cavern itself is probably more than 100 feet, maybe 200, 300 feet tall, the size of an American football field, but straight up, not nearly that wide. It's a long shot.
1: So, the bad news is that thing's eating Cory. The good news is I can probably give it something to eat so we can hustle through here. She grimaces even like on her actual face instead of her brain face, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unless you have a
0: better idea. Well, that sounds good to me, as long as it ain't gonna eat me. That was
1: a worry. Athena's basic plan is she's gonna cast a blast way, way far away on a wall to pique its attention so they could just cheese it.
0: So are you trying to attack the creature or you are just using this as a distraction?
1: She's hoping it'll seem very tasty and very, very filling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mm, it's tasty and filling. Okay, so you're going to throw a blast to try to get its attention so that you guys can just pass through.
1: Yeah, like she's not intending on damaging the creature, Her blasts are normally explode on contact lightning, but what if it was more like a sticky bomb that explodes and adheres to the wall before it dissipates?
0: And then are you guys just trying to make like a flat out sprint? Are you just trying to get through the cavern? Are you trying to sneak?
1: Probably a sneak would be better. Sounds good. I mean, it's like broad daylight and it can probably see quarry sources and that's how it eats. So I don't think invisibility would be of a big help to us.
0: It's up to you. If Zadal has kept his mind link going up until this point, six hours have passed. So I would allow you to have the mind link through this encounter if it's been going that whole time, but mm-hmm. then he is out of power out points. Out of power points.
1: Yeah, we'll drop it once we get to the other side and make sure it's safe. Let him re- recoup.
0: Okay. Well, whenever you're ready to do so.
1: Ready. Ooh, that's spicy. That's a 13.
0: Okay, and are you just casting a basic blast?
1: It'll be wizard, because it's a little different trapping-wise. Okay. Yeah, she doesn't need extra area of effect or damage or anything. She just wants it to be bright and attractive.
0: Okay, well, roll me the damage for it regardless. 3d6, it's a raise. And j- just to be clear here, as this is happening, you are throwing this up at the quarry crystals, because they're everywhere. There's, like, nowhere you can put this where this is oh. not going to happen. Just so that's crystal clear.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've already done it, so... <laughs> That's fair. If it explodes, I mean, that's even cooler, right? Could be. Well, I got a 12.
0: 12 damage. So you hurl your grenade up into the cavern as a sticky grenade with the intention of having it explode and just adhere there. Mm-hmm. You do that. The grenade goes off. What does it look like?
1: Fireworks. Peep peep pee, pee. She wants it to be fantastic and eye catching, and she loves fireworks.
0: That's fair. Who doesn't? Okay. Except for
1: dogs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you throw the grenade up. It explodes into a brilliant cloud of fireworks that pop and burst against the quarry crystals. And you see this ray circling around on the cavern and swinging back around this way as you guys begin to try to make your way across. Like, um, they're
1: they're being stealthy, but they're probably like, it's like that hunched down jog.
0: Go ahead and roll me a stealth.
1: Okay. Well,
0: how are you doing that?
1: That's a thirteen.
0: Okay, is it all? Is no help. Well, is what it is. That's a very good roll. Uh, let's try this one. So the grenade goes off with a resounding series of bangs and pops, and you see, presumably, the purple coloration infuse all of the quarry crystals in that direct area, and they begin to glow brighter and brighter as they're just infused with this energy and one by one, they begin to explode with small bursts. It's a chain reaction. They start to spread outwards from the point of impact as they go around the room, and the pent-up energy is released with greater and greater sounds. The ray sort of picks its speed up and is flying towards it with singular purpose and determination. It does not notice you at all. That is very clear. It does not seem to see you.
1: God, watching the crystals explode. She says, my grandfather would shit a brick if he knew I just did that. (laughs) And she keeps hustling.
0: Yeah, so you set that off and the ray is swinging around. The silence, you know, passes over you as it crosses above in the air. And you do not hear some of those explosions for a moment. But then you can see that the rate of them exploding is starting to pick up. And if you continue at your current rate, it's probably going to catch up to you before you make it out.
1: Oh, shit. Okay, we're going to run. She has tactical awareness. I think she would know when shit's about to hit the fan.
0: Yeah, you can definitely tell at this point that at your current pace, the wave of explosions is going to catch you. Oh, God. The explosions go off and Zidal just goes, run, run, run.
1: Hey everybody, just Allie here this week. Our music, as always, is by Crockett and Wave Shaper. You can find Crockett at Crockett.bandcamp.com and Crockett80s on Twitter. Wave Shaper, you can find it WaveShaper underscore SWE on Twitter and WaveShaper1.bandcamp.com. Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products at Peg They're doing another Genghis Con this year, so if there are any f- local folks. Out that away i hope you have a really fun time maybe you'll see some of our friends from sounds like crows there throw some dice for us please you can find me online at you see the hat on twitter and instagram i mostly just post a lot of memes and indulgent drawings you can also find us at rpg for you and me on twitter our website rpg for you and is where you can find some merch, like shirts and buttons, soon prints, city maps coming up, arcane backgrounds, ancestries, if you want to run something in our setting, character portraits. How did I forget character portraits? And I hope you guys are enjoying season three. Sorry, the release schedule's been a little bit more staggered, but we love making it for you guys. I would like to say a very special thank you to Michael, Chase, and Valentine. Thanks, guys. There are some other thank yous. Thank you to Caleb Sunstead, Jackie, Dav, Zach, and Ben Hatton. If you would like to be one of these patrons that we thank every week, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash RPG for you me. Still searchable. Yes! Lowest tier, $2 gets you into the Discord. We hang out all the time. We play video games. I edit in there. It's a good time. $5 a month gets you our audio vault backlog of Absolute Zero and 14 episodes of Silica Valley. And if you want to be one of those cool cats who gets thanked on air, that starts at $10 a month. So if you're feeling especially generous, we'd be exceedingly honored to say your name on air. One last thank you to our social media manager, Jackie Betts. Thanks, Jackie. And that's it. See you guys next week.